Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dork down for a Hi, Jackie Cation here. You're listening to The Dork Forest. You know the websites, dorkforest.com, thedorkforest.com. If you like a determiner, jackiecation.com has everything. Both of my podcasts, all of the stand-up stuff, the new album, links to YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all the things. But so I think does dorkforest.com, where you can look at old videos of different shows. Anyway, if you want to support the show, tell people about the show, review it on iTunes, thumbs it up on Pandora or Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. I appreciate that. You can donate. You can donate monthly. PayPal lets you do that. You can also do my Venmo if you like. It's at Jackie Cation absolutely everywhere. And my email address is Jackie at JackieCation.com. And that's what the PayPal is. The PayPal link is on JackieCation.com and DorkForest.com. And go to any of them. Thanks for listening. There's merch. There's stand-up. There's tour guide. You know, you can find out where I'm touring. This is getting long. So let's get into the show. Jackie Cation here in my living room about to talk to gamer and podcast umbrella purveyor, uh, <laughs> Ghost Light Media at Chase. Welcome to the program. There we go. Welcome to the Dork Forest. Thanks for having me here. There we go. Chase, you're a gamer, but you also have Ghost Light Media, which has it's an umbrella for podcasts to exist yeah. underneath your podcast. And, and everything is sort of. The, the handle for everything is T is in Tom, Q is in mm-hmm. Q, mm-hmm. and then the word loudly, L-O-U-D-L-Y. Yes. And your all, name. All one word as confusing as possible. That's it. And it will be in the notes, you guys, so that you will be less confused. Chase, uh like to hear, uh, it's like to talk to you about, because uh, what, you, what you do is you have, you do tabletop gaming, mm-hmm. but then you make it into podcasts. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you also game. Just organically, loose yes. in the wild. Yes. Just as a person wandering the Un- streets. Unfettered by the bonds of an MP3 f- p- file. Exactly. And here's uh here's a dice. That's a that's a dice oh, tower. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's a dice tower from the original D and D. Yeah. And it was just on my porch one day. I still have no idea who gave it to me. That is either a blessing or a deeply haunted place. <laughs> right and there is well, no middle ground there is no middle ground because it is the D, you know i think mm-hmm. it's the second edition book or the monsters monster yep. manual book or something um uh, mm. what i know about everything is a little <laughs> so now uh mm-hmm. but i do love to hear about the minutiae and it's weird Excellent. what sticks so yeah yeah so you just finished running a big D campaign for like Correct. five years you said Yes. Same players? Yep. Same players, same characters. Everybody survived. I don't know how. I was very, I was very mean at the end. At the end. Uh, (laughs) Sure. Right? Because you gotta be, you gotta 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 be pretty mean. Um, But I, you know, what ended up happening in the end was that all of the toys that I gave them at the beginning, you know, at that point, probably, you know, four years prior, right. they decided to break all of them out at the same time, which is what you want. Yes, you don't, please. You, you don't give players things for them to not use them. Don't introduce Especially, a gun into the plot, Chase, if you don't want absolutely. them to use it. No, it, look, it was Chekhov's luck, <laughs> and and they used all of it in the last moments, and it was very cool and very what were, fun. What were, some of the, what were some of the things that they pulled out of their little oh. bag of holding? So, um, ah. uh, uh, I'm ah. trying to think here of what would be a good one. So there are, there is, I will say this in case somebody decides they want to go back and listen to five years worth of podcast. I won't give too much away, oh. but what I will say. Okay. Say that. And then I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Sure. So uh, what I ended up doing is very early on, I gave, um, a couple of the players a, a, a risky chance. And if they took it, they got a free natural 20 that they could spend at any point. Okay. Just a free Just one, success. Though. One. Okay. One, use it or lose it. Mm-hmm. And two of them broke it out in the last time we sat down to record well. in what would become the last episode. And 
it ended up, uh, one of them used it to uh, straight up kill my big bad guy out of nowhere. And I, I like, I, I looked at the situation. I can't believe they saved it for five years. I would have used it almost immediately going, oh, I need this. We're fighting mice. No. no it, it, uh, yeah. Especially with some of the things I threw at them. Like, I was mean multiple times. Right, right. Never, never unfair. I always sure. like to, to, you know, I never overstack the odds. Mm-hmm. I like to think I create a, a fun and tense encounter without it being too, too unfair. But at the same time, like, right. no slouch. Right, right, right. right. You're, you want everyone to try, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you, you want everyone to ha- have a, a real gaming experience. Right. Well, and... and- Fifth edition gives you many very cool things that you can use at many points. I want you to use your toys. I was I'm about not going to ask, give you the toys and not tell you to use them. So for the last five years, it's been fifth edition because that's when Correct. it. That's right when it came out, I believe. Right? Which uh, it was. I want to say it, it's so when fifth edition came out, I was in a break in gaming. Okay. Um, I was so I live in Northwest Ohio. I went to school here. Um, and I ended up, my wife and I moved down to Virginia for a couple of years. Uh, we're both Ohio natives. We wanted to try living somewhere else for a little while. Uh, we ended up moving back a couple of years later just so we could be closer to friends and family. Um, but that, you know, three-ish year period of time was when 5th edition came out and also my gaming laps. I, I was not playing anything even before then. It's hard I was when playing... you move. It's hard when it you move because really, you don't, it you got to really find is. new people. Though I do recommend finding your board game uh, or your Magic the Gathering store mm-hmm. in whatever town. If you want to start gaming, oh, just yeah. start hanging out with those nerds yep. and you will find someone to play with. And you won't you like will everybody. Blink. Yeah. Nah. But mm-hmm. you will eventually find real friends. And I recommend Oh, it. for sure. Yeah. For sure. No. And that is honestly what I should were my situation a little better when I was down there. That is what absolutely what I would have done. Yes, I was working uh, and I don't mind saying this now because the company is closed, so it doesn't matter anymore. I was working for a brutal um, company called Portrait Innovations. It was a portrait studio company. I think it was national. I think everywhere but California, I want to say. JC Penny um, portraits? What are we looking at? Uh, pretty much the same thing. Okay. We frequently got confused for them. Um, but families but yeah. and, and, yeah. and prom and... Families, yeah. prom. Uh, I did a, a bunch of Shriners one time. That was pretty neat. That's fun, um, actually. Hats. It, it really was. The hats are great. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually a Freemason now, so I can get one of those hats if Ooh, I want to. All right. Yeah. All right. But... Are you um, allowed to tell me you're a Freemason? I am. I am. <laughs> I'm I could kidding. look. We 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 could do a whole other thing about my opinions about what's going on in Freemasonry, but that is another discussion entirely. Right, and no, I don't know anything uh, about that. We will do that. Let's do it next year. Okay, yeah, sounds good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we did a. Um, uh, but when I was down there, my I I was because I have a base level of competency. I was very quickly promoted to assistant manager. Mm-hmm. Um, which meant I had no free time outside of work. Assistant was manager working... is the hardest gig in the world. Right. Well, and it's like, cause I was working eight, you know, eight to sometimes 13 hours a day, then right. going home at collapsing and then going back and doing it all over the next day. And then, uh, on my days off, I had to grocery shop and cook and do all of the things in order right. to keep a house. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's hard to get new friends and, and, mm-hmm. and build a life around work. Except for work. Now, here's my second question about the tabletop gaming podcast that you just finished uh, the five-year campaign. Yes. Um, What's it called? It's called Another Path. Thank you. Another Path. That's right. Um, Yes. Another Path. Another Path pod. And then uh, how long are the episodes? Episodes usually run between 45 minutes and an hour is where I personally like. That's my sweet spot for listening. So that's what I uh, edit to. I I love that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Every so often, like for, you know, like the big episodes, we'll stretch those out to uh, an hour and a half. I think our longest episode, you know, now that I'm going to I'm about to say it, I'm going to just double check my own website because I don't remember the last episode of. Is the it, go- is it proper- ghostlightmedia.com, by the way, your own ghostlightmedia.com is the network site um, for the actual another mm-hmm. path. What is that? website uh that is anotherpathpodcast.com thank you very much yep and the longest episode that we have by just a couple of seconds is actually the last proper 
season episode, uh, which is episode 113. So there's uh, 113 is, hours at least at of least. Uh, of this thing because everything because it might have run over a couple of times. And now Absolutely. here's my next podcasting question because we're both yeah. in the podcast industry. Do you do yeah. any editing? I've lots. Okay, lots. Good to lots. hear it because tabletop in real life, as we all know, there's a lot of four people staring at their phones and one person thinking, and the mm-hmm. game master waiting. So, yes. uh, so like I've done nerd poker, which is a Brian Posehn, mm-hmm. Dan Telfer. I'm very familiar with nerd poker. Yeah. And then I did stream of blood, uh, mm-hmm. with Jared Logan and those okay. two edit the heck out of it as well. Yes. So I yes. think that there has to be just to sort of tighten it up. Absolutely. How like long that did is... you record for? Uh, so normally the way that our workflow goes is that we will record for somewhere in the neighborhood of like two and a half to three hours on kind of the About high right. end for a normal episode. And then what we would do is I actually find a midpoint and then that is two episodes. Okay. So that usually gets us through a month. Oh, nice. Because you'll do it twice a month. Yep. And well, we, um, yeah, we we put out every every two weeks when we're in the middle of a season. Right now, I am taking what I'm going to go ahead and call a well-deserved break. <laughs> uh, we're actually gearing up to uh, I, we haven't actually put this publicly yet. So but no, this will be out by the, that time. Uh, so by the time this comes out, we will have recorded the first episode of the next season. OK. All right. Um, so you have done. So for the last five years, another path has done this fifth edition. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? The difference between just being a game master or DM on mm-hmm. um, in real life versus doing it for entertainment, for publication kind of thing. It is so much more important that you have your ducks in a row. Yeah. Because it is one thing when I'm at my table running my homebrew campaign and it's like it's my brother and like most of the people that my wife works in local youth theater sitting around a table. And if I forget an NPC's name or screw something up, or like flip a god, I can come back next week. He's like, hey guys, I borked it. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, There's only so much you can do about that when you mess it up on the internet. Right. Um, And now I will say that I am so incredibly blessed with a wonderful community that has formed around the work that we do. Right. Uh, Really, honestly, genuinely, like that is that is the thing that has kept me going because we're not a huge show. We are we are not a nerd poker. We are we are not an adventure zone. We are a, a, a tiny community. But the people who have found us through one show or another absolutely like they are the glue that keeps yeah, everything going. That's the dork forest. You know, yeah. I mean, there's just it's not. It's not WTF. It's not it's not <laughs> other stand up comics, you know, they're weird sure. niche. And it's so I kinda like it. And yeah. um it's I'm sure a giant bag of money as a doorstop is is quite nice. But yeah. it's but it's not but the generosity and and it's nice when people come out and they're like Ha ha. And I, yes. I like the thing. So, yes. th- and that's fine. I, I don't think that there's any, any, oh, yeah. you gotta, you have to continue to love to do it. When anybody asks mm-hmm. about doing a podcast, I'm like, pick something you like, cause you're going to bail on it. And then you'll have, <laughs> you know, like 10 episodes and you're like, what's well, kind of lame. And you can't really get rid of it. Right. Once it's right. on Apple iTunes, it's on there. It's, it's, yeah. it's out in the world. So, um, now, so here's my next game question. When yes. the difference between a homebrew and, and doing it mm-hmm. for publication for audio is because once you make a plan, much like any battle, uh, they it never goes the way you planned. You Correct. right, people always choose something else, and you gotta sometimes you gotta write on the fly. Mm-hmm. How has that manifested itself in another so path? There's I'm trying to think of specific instances, and I, I think the best way to describe it is actually to dial back all the way to about the midpoint of season one. So we're talking four years ago at this point. Sure. And I sat down and realized that I had not read a single one of my closing monologues in about six months. So I decided I'm just not writing endings anymore. I write the first two and a half to three quarters of a game, and then I just stop because I know at some point these ding-dongs are going to go ahead and do something else. Right, they're going to take the other tunnel. 
<laughs> exactly. They're going to take, they're going to choose another path. Uh, they're going to do, you know, talk to somebody I wasn't expecting. They're going to make me invent an NPC. They're going to do something that I never in a million years could have ever thought that they would do. It's one of the coolest thing to- about the, 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 yep. the tabletop gaming is the, is the, is the storytelling is interactive. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And that's how we all build it to ourselves. You know, when we were in our early twenties and, you know, I got involved with the group of guys that I play with by and large, um, uh, that crew came out of another D and D group that I joined my first summer when I was getting out of college, I was still living here in town. It was me and actually another one of my hosts on the network, Zan. They and I were hanging out with a couple friends and they're like, hey, we've got a D&D group. We'd like, well, not it, it wasn't D&D. It was a homebrew system. But it's like, we have a tabletop role-playing game group. Would you like to join? And we were both like, yes, immediately. Please sign us up. Um, I had played a little bit of 3-5 uh, before okay. I joined up with them mm-hmm. uh, and run a bit of a fourth edition campaign as well. So I was really eager to get back into the player side of the seat again. And I played with that group for, geez, how many years did I live here before I ended up moving away? Probably like two and a half, three years played with them before I ended up moving. And there is, you know, that that was a consistent world. It was different characters, but we were all just kind of continuing to feed into that mythos. Okay. And um, how? And that, and how often were you playing? Once were a week. You, once a week. Okay. Yeah. And you'd play for like week. two to three hours. That one was like closer to four to six because we were a bunch of 20 year olds with, uh, you know, retail jobs. And, and yeah. Yep. Sunday evenings, typically. Okay. Like it was a, a, a six to midnight affair. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. And uh, they were intense. It was a lot. And that, but, and this was not D and D. This was not the three point no. five. This was no. a, something uh, a, like a, a table. Um, like my husband's a game designer, and so he has oh, sure. he has created a superhero tabletop game. It's called the Hero Instant. Spells heroin okay. right there in the middle. Ah. Uh, but the the Hero Instant, and it's free to play, and you can download character sheets and do whatever you want. Uh, just as a as a, and he also has a podcast called Ethics and Video Games, because he's a video game designer and he does it with a philosophy professor, and they talk I, about there aren't any. So I I was gonna say I bet he's going wild right now because there is some shit going on in the industry and has been for the last thirty years and he's actually uh, you know, he's no. he's had a couple of dodgy uh, interviews where he's he's asked so what is your do you guys have an ethics department and then he was not called in for a second interview. So, uh, but that's fine. He's contract guy, so he's all right. But the, um, so ethics and video games and hero instant. So, but hero instant is, is not D and D superhero based. And it's not like champions or anything, but it is all D tens. It's all, uh, you you roll a pile of, uh, 10 sided die. What game were you guys playing? So it was a entirely homebrew system. Um, it was made by, that is, yeah. So this guy pretty much did what your husband did. He sat down as like, I would like a fantasy role-playing system. I used to play D&D back in like second edition. Here are my gripes with that system. I am going to make a new system. Right, right. And so he took the things that he liked, left the things he didn't, um, and would... uh, This was not an individual who was uh, overly employed, I'll go ahead and say. So he had a lot of time to go ahead and make and remake and remake. And I think we probably went through two full new systems a year. Oh, that's kind of, well, yeah, iteration is, yeah. of course, you have to do. And, and how does it right. look today? Does he still well, have, that, have it? Uh, I, I No, I don't. So, and this is, I'm going to go ahead and say my fault a little bit. Because um, when I moved back, yeah. um, I didn't, I was not super interested in, playing in that system anymore because while i was gone i didn't have a gaming group to be a part of i i met up with a couple of folks and i played with in there um there is a a live action role-playing game called mage yep that i was a part of uh, for exactly one session and you know it just wasn't the right table for me okay and just the beginning and end of it it's like i'm all right with larp like that sounds great but like it was just not hitting what i wanted it it's to. it's like everything it's i mean exactly. you try and then as long as you don't go in going well 
Like if, if that experience doesn't work out for you, sometimes you just have to try it with a different group of people. Um, when I first started playing board games, regular mm -hmm. board games with Andy and mm -hmm. his friends, I was like, I hate board games. And he was like, that's because you're the youngest of six and you've been playing family rules and people make fun of you. If you don't, if you forget to ask for $200, you don't get $200 when you pass go. Uh, Cause that's the <laughs> rule. That's the rule. And I'm like, and he's like, we don't, we've already weeded those people out of our gaming group. Mm -hmm. Everyone would like to win, but they're not yes. jackasses about it. Right. So, uh, and so you kind of have to try different gaming groups and don't, you know, don't take it personal. If, if you don't connect with people, uh, just try another group. There are several, there's usually a couple of different tabletop. Um, it's everywhere now. It's kind of fun. Oh, there's yeah. escape rooms. There's different communities where you can meet the nerds and dorks that you need to meet so that yes. you can have friends and you can have stuff to do. And I, and I yep. genuinely recommend that. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. So, so you never got back into, in, into gaming with this guy. Not not with that. Well, so here's the thing. So while I was down in Virginia and I didn't click with that group, what I did click with was uh, tabletop gaming podcasts like the ones I am producing now. OK, um, so that is where I started listening to the door. Uh, not the door. For the, this is the door force. Right. Uh, that's where I started listening to um, nerd poker with Brian Posehn and friends. I started listening to the Adventure Zone. Those were the two big ones for me. OK, never really got into critical role. Um, I this is kind of one of my weird not hangups, but, you know, just kind of my opinions. Like, I think that podcasts are a better way to get that media than a four hour video. Please oh. give me a, 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 you know, 45 minute to like two hour podcast. Oh, it just felt too long. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, it was too long. Like, and I have very bad ADHD, which I only recently started getting treated. Oh my uh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Which almost a everybody. Four hour, yeah. yeah. A yeah. four hour, anything. Uh, Pete Holmes yes. asked me to be on his podcast and I was, and Todd Glass. And I was like, how long is it? I I learned after Pete Holmes because Pete Holmes, mm -hmm. I didn't ask him and it was three hours and Ooh. we're like over an hour and a half in. And I was like, how long are we talking for? And he goes, it's usually <laughs> another hour or so. And I was like, Holy sh yeah, you did just make it weird. And yeah. uh and then and then so Todd Glass asked me to do his and I genuinely love Todd Glass. I think he's oh, he's yeah. incredibly gifted. I don't want to talk to him and be recorded for two and a half hours. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't care. Um I want everyone <laughs> I I want to be leaving more. Like everyone right. should want more. Exactly. So, this is an hour. We're at let's yeah. say 20 minutes. Very exciting. Yeah. Uh really so thrilling. So when you came back, you got all the fifth edition stuff. Exactly. That's the thing. So when I got back, like very specifically, I was in the Adventure Zone pipeline at that point and they were playing fifth edition. I was like, I really want to play this uh, because it was close because fifth edition is close enough to three, five that I was able to very quickly pick it. It right really back is. Up. It really is. I played three, it, five mm -hmm. for 17 years. I was in a campaign. Andy was, it was my first experience with uh, mm -hmm. Dungeons and Dragons. And yep. I, and we played with two of his buddies, three of his mm -hmm. buddies who had been playing since they were in their early teens, like 12, 13. Okay. And sure. so they were incredibly nice to me and did mm -hmm. not start busting my chops and sending me to be killed until mm -hmm. easily 10, 12 years into the campaign. So, um, it was, a, I was a rogue, uh, and Andy doesn't like psionics. So, sure. uh, so he had taken, he'd taken the psionics out of three, five and yep. easy my, to do. Right. And it created this parallel universe where my character came from, but whatever. Uh -huh. But essentially I was a rogue archer and, um, and shadow dancer anyway. But, mm -hmm. um, the, at one point, and I had a, an arch enemy, the luminous and my, and so at one point I was like, oh man, does anyone want to go chase after these luminous and nobody else did. And, um, and Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Flanagan goes, but that's what a rogue would do. A rogue would go on their own. And I was like, you're right. And, and Andy's eyes just got really big because he was DMing uh... and he looked at Kevin, he goes, okay. And then they all had to come and save me uh, because I was almost killed. And then yeah. the only other time was uh, we were in the swamps and very early on in the game and we were fighting mm -hmm. baby dragons and um, there was aging arrows and I had picked them up and I was like, should I hit them with the aging arrows? 
And that was the response. Uh, how was I to know that dragons become more powerful and smarter and get the stats off? The, they were as one. Andy's eyes, he got like an evil grinchy grin, but the other four gamers just, no, no, do not shoot the dragons with ancient arrows. Uh, uh, too funny. Look, there's a real sweet spot where you can, where, where shooting things with aging arrows is always a good idea and then immediately becomes <laughs> never a good idea. <laughs> oh, aging arrows. I, that's good. Yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty great. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, but so there's, there's fun stuff. One of the things I uh, that Andy told me, did you play when you were a kid or did you start no. in your early 20s? Uh, so I I grew up in the late 80s to early 90s. So that was right where the D&D is Satanism thing was hitting. Yes. Yeah. And you grew so up in I, Ohio. I, yes, I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they it was expressly forbidden because i did ask because i knew like you knew what you were you knew what you were (laughs) i got i got a whiff of it from a buddy and it was like i went home i was like hey i want to play this dungeons and dragons game my parents were like absolutely not no way and they (laughs) were usually anything about this but we heard that the devil is involved correct and it was also in the midst of the satanic panic like that that (laughs) shit was real and weird Especially looking back on it as an adult, like who what was, was a, the satanic child. panic? What was that? Well, I mean that that was just like the the concept of like oh, there's Satanism around every corner. Oh, right, it was right. the 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 seven o'clock nightly news needed something to blame for all of the nation's ills. Oh, like so video games Satanism. were the that was exactly was causing all the problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was very drunk in the late eighties and early nineties, so I didn't. The I was already choice. I was already an adult. So, mm-hmm. um, I missed the, uh, but so you started in your early twenties, like after college yes. when you were on yeah, your own I and started, you're like, I will dabble in Satanism if I want to. Correct. <laughs> I, I officially, like my first like campaign that I didn't know anything that was going on because the, it was, again, it, w- it was a bad table. They weren't teaching me well. They let me play a wizard out the gate and that's a ridiculously complicated oh, too class. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, I played that. That was, what was it? I would have been, that was 20. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up moving in with um, uh, somebody and her boyfriend was like, hey, I want to run a and d campaign. I'm like, cool. I barely learned anything last time. Yeah. Uh, so I made a, a rogue that time. That was nice. much easier. A rogue inquisitive uh, changeling. Because okay. it was the Eberron campaign setting. And that was a lot of fun. I have My a lot of My 17 years took part in Eberron. It was all oh, Eberron. Nice. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was a, uh, yeah, ro- yeah, changeling, rogue, inquisitive, uh, mm, Sherlock Holmes, but like real easy for disguising. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Um, and then I joined up with this other group that I was talking about and jumping all the way back. So when I moved back, I brought with me like, hey, I want to play fifth edition. And there was enough interest in the group that also wanted to play fifth edition that the guy actually dipped from the group. Like he he did not want to play fifth edition. He wanted to play his own system. Okay. And as I understand it, he has continued to make his own systems. I don't talk to him so much anymore. You know, people grow apart. It happens. True. True. Um, but as I understand, we don't it, have he to is... vilify him. He's a perfectly nice man. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, but he is uh making his own uh system specifically geared towards kids now because oh, he's neat. got. Uh, a daughter and a son of his own, and he would like them to learn how to play. Oh, yeah. To play tabletop games, and he he wants to get them in early because it is his deepest passion, as far as I am aware. Yes. And he, like, and, like more power to him. I get wanting to do that. I don't yeah. have kids of my own yet, but, like, mm-hmm. you know, my wife and I have talked about adopting, and in the back of my head, it's like, yeah, and if we adopt, like, a like a 10-year-old, I can start teaching them to be a nerd <laughs> really early. You could go, yeah, it's, uh, you can go earlier, even. It's uh, sure get them to a Ren fair and just get them hooked immediately. Right, right. It's uh, you should see Brian Posehn's son. Uh, Oh yeah, Jimmy Pardo's (laughs) son. (laughs) So these are not these are not cool kids, but they are cool in uh, because they are accepted. Cool, cool to like peers and cool to the rest of my you know friends in my mid thirties and early forties. Yep, those are two different types of cool. Oh, very, very much so. And mm-hmm. there are there's always a there's always a hundred people you can hang out with you guys. You can you can just keep looking. Keep looking. Oh yeah. You can They're find there. them. They're there. So um 
what so so right now so the next one so if it's going to start by mm-hmm. the time this goes out which is is like we're mm-hmm. we're doing this sort of uh, middle of July this will go up near the end of July and yeah. a, a, the new season of another path will have started yes. Ha- yes it it will have started recording i don't have a release date yet because okay. um Things are a little hairy towards the end of this month. And then at the start of next, actually, I am going to be at Gen Con. Right. Uh, Andy always goes to Gen Con. But for some okay. reason, uh, I think he decided not to go because uh, my his mom just moved in with us. So Fair enough. And so, um, but he was Jones and hardcore for Gen Con. But I understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess he's not going. I would Fair like enough. to. He should go. But because uh, Gen Con yeah. is a delight. Oh, it is. I am actually going to be there with a uh, with a company with uh, Nerdburger Games, and I am going to be uh, running a couple sessions of uh, one of their games called Capers, which is a deck based system. Uh, so it is like a literal deck of cards. Instead of rolling dice, you flip over a card, and that is what you roll, for lack of a better term. Yeah, yeah. And it is a superhero game set in the nineteen twenties. And it's called what's it called? It's called Capers. I am actually sitting. Right next to the book because I was there working on my uh, and so it's on out. my campaign for that. Okay, oh, yeah, so Capers, Capers is, is out. I, I I've heard yeah. of it uh, because of mm-hmm. the Hero Instant. I hear, and yes. because Andy's a game designer, I hear he's got. I have very little conversation besides stand up. He has very little conversation besides gaming. Yes. And uh, I did do an episode with the guy who uh, owns Gen Con or founded it or did whatever. Uh, oh, okay, there's cool. a dork forest back in the archives. Knock yourself out. Excellent. Feel free. I will have to check that out. I did in preparation for this one, listen to your Chuck E. Cheese episode because I also worked at Chuck E. Cheese. Did you work at Chuck E. Cheese? It was my first job All out right. of high school. Opened up. They opened up a Chuck E. Cheese the year I graduated. I was like, I need to get in on that. That was a pretty great episode about the history of Chuck, Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. And uh, it was a deep dive into how much she really wanted to own an animatronic uh, guitar wielding mouse or some damn thing. They are creepy fuckers. They really are creepy (laughs) fucking images. So, uh, so, okay. So you're going to run a capers at Gen Con. Yeah. Yes. And will that, that will not be, that'll just be at Gen Con. One of the things I love about Gen Con is Mm -hmm. that unlike other conventions, which I also enjoy, Uh, it is the most interactive convention I've ever seen in my life. Oh yeah. Everyone's actually doing stuff. Everyone's not standing in line to go to panels to watch other people talk about stuff. There's a little bit of that, but genuinely I would say just 97%, if not more, I don't even know of Mm -hmm. just people going, does any, the first one Andy went to, he went alone and he called me. He was like, I'm, I'm surrounded by 30,000 people who also want to do what I want to do. And, uh, and so that is, so if people get a chance, I'm sure it'll be uh, quite the super spreader. So feel free to wear, <laughs> be vaccinated and wear a they mask. They are mandating masks and mandating proof of vaccination, oh, that's which well played. Uh, I am thrilled about yeah. genuinely. Did you like, ever get COVID? Uh, maybe. Right. Maybe. So the, not, That's the yeah, thing. That and it was recently thing. too, which is weird. Um, Cause like I live in Ohio, it's not the best state for it anymore. We were doing all right for a while. Uh, the governor was at like at, at the forefront of doing a lot of really good lockdown stuff. And then um, uh, Everyone, his base got really mad at him. And so he stopped. Yeah. Everybody. And, no. and everybody mm-hmm. thinks it's over. And it is sadly not, but no. um, it, we are waiting for endemicy at this point, which is depressing, but the reality of it, um, which the the only silver lining of super spreader events is like, well, I guess that's going to get us to an endemic point like a month earlier. Right. Except maybe. for that. I don't want to get long COVID. I've no. heard I've heard that there's some fogginess and some bad brain action. Yep. But yep. Um, I, I've got a buddy with with the long COVID and it's not good. I had. I don't know if I had it or not. My wife came down with something. Uh, my wife teaches youth theater. Okay. Uh, she came down with something likely from one of her students. Right. Because she's guessing. working in a petri dish. Yeah. Okay. yeah exactly. With a bunch of oh, children. She's also a youth. She's also a youth librarian. So it's like kids Oof. out like always. Yeah, so those... she was. It was gonna happen eventually. Right. And then she was able to chart my symptoms like to the day. I was only sick for like a week, but it was a solid week. It was a. It was so, a solid hardcore. But not, neither of us tested positive. So oh, either interesting. 
Yeah, so either we didn't really, have it or it was bad tests. Or... I had a really shitty cold that absolutely mm-hmm. no one had any sympathy for me because I kept testing negative. And mm-hmm. I was like, no, I, and they're like, well, you can still go to work. And I was like, no, when I have a terrible cold, I also don't want to go to work. No. And uh, I am not irreplaceable. Le- right. Know in your heart that if I learned anything during lockdown, it's how replaceable I am. <laughs> so... <laughs> But yes, um, okay. Yeah. So tell me, yeah, tell me another tabletop gaming uh, tale. So I was trying to think here of what would be a good one, because that is... um, Do you play in any games versus running uh, them? uh, Sort of, kind of, we'll see. Um, I've been in a long-running game. I was in a very long-running, two long-running games, right up until COVID hit. Okay. Where I was in... Um, I was in a home, like it was an extension of that original group that I was talking about where it was the homebrew system for the longest time. Right. And we switched over to fifth edition that had been going, I had been playing a warlock sorcerer in that campaign for the better part of three or four years. And then lockdown hit. Okay. And they tried to keep the love going for Couldn't do it on Zoom. Probably another six months. We did it on Zoom. Yeah. It went for a long time on Zoom, but it wasn't when you are used to like being in the same room. And this is the other thing. And this is the problem with Zoom. This is why I didn't. I should have led with this. That's a 10 person game. Oh, God. No, no. You yes. can't do that on Zoom. See, Not Andy, Andy well. <laughs> Ren, there's two games that I'm in right now that are hero instant games. Sure. Because Andy is constantly playtesting and iterations and all these things, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So yeah. he's been doing them on Zoom. And what he's got is we have so many of those hold your phone and they bend to look uh-huh. at the map. So one, one, is, one square is just the map. Mm-hmm. And then the four or four or five of us are around, and then yeah. um, and then he's he's running the game, and mm-hmm. but it's only four or five people, right. and like in Osiris Erie, hilariously, he set uh, a hero instant game in my hometown of South Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where we are <laughs> essentially corporate superheroes, but we're the we're the Great Lakes Avengers, we're essentially the C team. Yes of of uh of of superheroes and um it's actually an epic it's got a great parallel there's a parallel earth they're trying Mm -hmm. to they're trying to immigrate to our earth because they Mm -hmm. have destroyed their planet worse than we are and so uh they the the essentially the theocracy the oligarchy would like just five thousand there's two mm-hmm. billion people left on that planet on the parallel universe. Mm-hmm. Just five thousand have bought like golden tickets to come gotcha. over, and uh, and we're like that doesn't seem fair, and because um, we're superheroes. And then the other one, we're set on the coast, essentially like Morro Bay of California, like a sure. sort of a coastal superhero. And the character I picked for the second one, the first one, I'm essentially miss. Uh, I'm. I'm Mrs. Kravitz. I'm called the med- okay. the meddler, and I have okay. psychic powers, and I'm in HR. So, uh, which of course would be our greatest nightmare if HR Absolutely. had psychic powers. <laughs> and but the second one, I uh, I have a white privilege. My my superpower <laughs> is that I was an, an archaeologist, and I have. Um, a Central American God. I opened the wrong tomb and I got the powers of a Central American God. And uh, oh. the people of, of that Central American country are angry with me. Uh, they're that, like, that hey, scans. hey, uh, middle-aged white lady. <laughs> Boo! And I'm like, I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> anyway, I've digressed. Yes. So, but you are playing still or have they kind of so- waited off? That one, that one petered off. Unfortunately, I actually had to step away from that because in the midst of COVID, I got a new job that was uh, actually uh, I got a new job that was just asking a bit more of me mentally than I could put forth because I was also at the Mm. same time in another campaign that is uh, run by another good friend of mine, um, which she is in the process. The reason I was kind of stammering there is because she's in the process of trying to get that one kicked back off again. Okay. Um, Now that she has a little bit more space and uh, to be able to host, they just bought a home. uh, So uh, she would like to start hosting again in person. And then I'm also a player on another podcast uh, called Imprinted Echoes, which uses the Cypher system. Now, what is that? I don't even know what that, that is. That is a system uh, done by the, Mont- the company Monty Cook Games. Um, the uh, 
the the podcast uses their world of Numenera, uh, which is set uh, in the ninth world. So it is uh, a billion years in the future. Civilization has risen, has fallen and risen again eight times. This is the ninth time society has been given a go. Okay. Uh, so it is a really lovely blend of sci-fi and fantasy because okay. all of the technology they have, they treat like magic because they don't know where it came from. It was from some civilization in the past. They don't know. And the reason I didn't mention that off the bat is because it ended right around the same time as Another Path. Uh, So we've also been on a recording hiatus of that. We are also gearing up to start producing that again. Okay. So is Um, it it sort of like Ian Banks, like the, 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 the science fiction world that Player of Games is in that uh, I'm unfamiliar with that one. Oh, he's a uh, science fiction, science fiction writer, but it's also like a million years in the future. And yeah, all the AIs are sentient. And so the ships are sentient and mm-hmm. the, and nobody has to work, but there's player of games is actually, you might enjoy that game. Cause it's I about a game. It's a, it's about a, a, it's about a world that is, um, is going to be uh, co-opted into the culture, which is the name of the empire, but yeah. they're to be co-opted. The leader of their planet ha- wins mm-hmm. this game, okay. and that's that's how they pick a new leader. And so the culture wants to send their best game player to this sure. planet to win mm-hmm. the game, so that they can incorporate them into the into the empire. Gotcha. Um, and it's a great introduction to the culture books, and they're all mm-hmm. one offs or monster of the week kind of stuff. So Ooh. you don't they're not okay. a, they're not a series in the way that other books are. You don't mm-hmm. have to read them in order. Gotcha. But yeah. Uh, Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Um, No worries. Um, Yeah. In Printed Echoes, yeah, we've been, that's been going on for about, oh, geez, I forget. It's either three or four years. We started not too terribly long after I started Another Path uh, because my friend Zan, who I mentioned earlier, who started playing with me in that group right around the same time, was like, hey, there is this books, this uh, system that I really, really like. It does away with some of the things that they weren't a fan of in D&D and kind of simplified some rules while still leaving a a layer of complexity for people to kind of like actually build some really interesting and unique characters. And that's the Monty Cook. That is, yes, Cypher System, uh, which is produced by Monty Cook Games. Okay, Cypher System. Thank you. Yeah. Um, And a brief overview of that, if you are familiar with D&D, is instead of everything being a different type of role um everything is essentially a dc check and what you are trying to do is use your resources to lower the number you have to hit okay and dc stands for uh difficulty check there you go or yeah so you want to so everything you do you're trying to lower the number that you're the number that you have to hit that you have to hit which mm -hmm. is the difficulty of achieving whatever you wish to do in the game Correct. So okay. if you're trying to roll, if a uh, the DM is like, okay, there is a wall in front of you, and I say, I would like to climb it, they'd set the DC to be a, um, say, at a 15. It's a high wall. It's like, okay, well, my character's an acrobat, so and I've got my, my sword spear with me, so I'm going to go ahead and use that to launch myself up. I have this ability. It's like, okay, cool. Spend a couple of points. We're going to knock that down by five points, so now you only have to hit a 10. Okay, and what and dice are... Everything is like that. And Usually it is a D20, okay. uh, unless it is damage, and then it is whatever damage die it is that oh, you need to roll. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. There, yes. Yeah. I like that. And where do the points come from? The points are just... Um, are you given points? another kind of neat thing about it. Yeah. You are given points. Uh, you have a base pool of points that is your... Um, uh, your mental fortitude, your physical strength, and uh, a- and a dexterity stand-in, sure, essentially, and y- those are not only your um, your points to spend to do these different types of actions and to use your abilities, but they're also your hit points. Oh, so any if you use them, do you lose? Mm-hmm. And and is that permanent? No. Okay. It, it, there are recovery periods. Sure. Um, it's another actually kind of nice thing that they uh, have incorporated. You take rest periods. So in D&D, you've got your short rest, your long rest. In uh, Cypher, or at least for the Numenera Cypher, 
Uh, you have an instant, so an action. You can just do it. A uh, ten minutes, um, a five hour, and an eight hour. I okay. believe is the exact. So it, it breaks there. down into many yes. different options mm-hmm. to get some of those points back. Correct, and Got you it. can spend when you, you you don't have to declare ahead of time. I'm trying to get just strength back. If you happen to roll, you know your your max on your die, which I never do, uh, <laughs> but you can. No, look, we we've been joking for a while that the secret uh, fifth member of that team is the uh, is my terrible terrible dice rolls. <laughs> do it's, you? It's have, awful. Roll twenty is dirty to me. Do you have um favorite dice right now? What do you? What do you? Uh, no, I am a, uh, I believe the clinical term is dice goblin. Okay. <laughs> um, I have so many dice in very easy reach of me right now, and I don't think any of them are my primary sets because um, you can see I've got this little jar over here. I've got my dice lamp up there that I have made. Yep. Um, I have. Did you make that guy. lamp? Um. In a manner of speaking, I found all of the translucent dice that I wasn't using, and I got a, a little fairy light thing from Five Below for like a couple of bucks, yeah. and then put them in a used, um, that is a cantrip candles jar, Okay. after I cleaned out the jar, and just shoved the fairy lights in there with the dye, and lights up pretty nice. Lights up very uh, nice. And then I also have this uh, dice pouch right here that is also filled with dice and again none of these are the primary dice i'm using at the moment because those are all downstairs with my in-person D stuff because sure. those are the ones i'm using for that campaign right the, the hero instant has has like an app that uh mm-hmm. that, that you can that will keep everybody's stats and and all mm-hmm. this stuff because the hero nice. instant is a is a time travel uh so okay. it, it involves a, a timeline because okay. some people are faster, right? If you're the Flash, you're going to get there first. If you could fly, yeah. if you have to go get your car out of Hawk, it's <laughs> you, you might miss the battle. Uh, so, uh, but the so there's all this this uh, uh, time time stuff that happens with the mm-hmm. hero instant, and um, I am not. I don't under. I'm not a dice person. Like Andy sure. keeps buying me dice, and I'm like. I've got a set. I've got a set of, and so like I have a metal set of dice that I'm mm-hmm. not allowed to use on any wooden surface because it will that ding. Makes... And I have I bought him a very fancy set of dice made of mm-hmm. old growth forest because I'm a monster. Uh, because uh, they should have left it alone. They said that they're sustainable, and I was like, "Yeah, where are you? Where are you finding a fifty thousand old uh, Irish peat moss, uh, peat bog <laughs> piece of wood?" Except for also in that peat bog, and right. then and plus, uh, I think I don't know how accurate they are. There, he <sighs> never uses them, and sure. but I also have ones that are made out of crystals that Ooh. I thought were there's a rose quartz set and an oh. amethyst set. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. But they also chip. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I've Which never is why used. I have those. not gone in for those myself. Right. Even though, because I will be at Gen Con in less than a month, and I am going to stand at the Crystal Dice booth and be like, I could. I have some disposable income I've right. set aside for this, <laughs> right? But and I they shouldn't. Are very pretty. They are genuinely mm-hmm. oh, very yeah. beautiful. Um, yes, but I can't use them because they will chip, and I mm-hmm. can't use the metal ones because they will dent things yes. that I'm rolling on. And I suppose I could use that dice tower, but yeah. um, but it is weird. And so the ones I like are just sort of the colored, the cool colored ones that are, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes they're marbled and sometimes they're translucent or sometimes I also have a giant like uh, battery operated D20 that, uh-huh. that blinks when you roll a 20. It doesn't blink oh, that nice. often. It's quite nice. Anyway. Yeah, we've got... Um... I've got the the actually my metal set. I've got a couple of like metal D20s, but one. No, I've got two full metal sets. One of them that I have set aside for that in-person campaign that I was playing in when we ever get to play that again, mm-hmm. um, because that was actually a wedding gift from when I was in their wedding last year. Nice. Um, so I like to use that for them. Uh, but I also have the metal set that I bought when I started playing that uh, sorcerer warlock um, that is currently in a nice wooden case that i have you know i don't use that those dice for any other characters they just live in that case right those are dakota's dice right exactly (laughs) and i have this weird um like this is this was a box that was given to me with some 
some DVD swag, uh-huh. Avenger DVD swag, and it's got in it, like you open it up and it's got like oh, yeah. the character sheets that I printed. Nice. This is the meddler. Ooh. And uh and this is um oh Gaston Mansplain is who I <laughs> is who I play when I am on uh when I'm on uh, uh nerd poker. That's my nice. that's my character. And awesome. Uh, and this is the character I created because that <laughs> doesn't that look like Gaston Mansplain? Oh, absolutely. Every time somebody else comes up with something, he also says that. And then he says, you know what I think we should do? And then he just repeats <laughs> it and it's funny. Until it isn't, and then guess what? It's funny again. Exactly. So, Look, it comes back around. It's like Pac-Man, it just comes back around. Exactly. So, uh, I'm sorry, well, I drop things. No, hey, it's okay. who's watching it on YouTube? Anyone? It's exciting. Hi. Hi. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Incredible. So, what <sighs> would you recommend for, like, you want people, obviously, like, they can go back and they can listen to 100 hours Oh yeah. Of another if path. If you've got a road trip, I have or a very long commute, I have been told by multiple people I am an incredible commute partner. Oh, there you go. Um, and it's fun. Got, it's fun to listen to people. Yeah. So there is a uh actually here in uh Bowling Green, Ohio, uh there is a uh a small brewing company called Ice Tier Brewing. I have been drinking out of their pint glass this entire time well uh, to hydrate. Um we actually partner with them to brew about once a year or so. Uh, I think we did twice last year. Um and uh, we are I'll also throw out on here. We are partnering with them again to uh around the same time that the next season of AP launches, we are going to be launching a new beer with them. Okay. Uh, it is going to be a sandalwood and juniper berry ale. Wow. I'm very excited. Um, but he started, I, I noticed that they were building the bar because they put a, their sign has a massive D20 on it. I'm like, Hey, wait a minute. Those are nerds. I'm going to go see what the nerd bar is <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, just so the I nerd bar drink. What kind exactly. of beer do you people enjoy? So I, jo- I, I found the guy on Facebook. I was like, Hey, I run a podcast locally. I'd love to like meet up with you to try and collaborate sometime. And Chris, what, who is uh, the owner, um, you know, invited me in and we chatted for a little bit while they were uh, in the process of building the bar. Uh, and then a couple of months went by. I didn't hear from him. And then out of nowhere, he messaged me. He's like, hey, I don't know if you know this. I actually have like a two hour drive to get to the bar. Uh, so I've been listening to you guys and I love it. And so that's how I found that. That's how uh, you get fans. Exactly. Just yeah. by, by by locking them in a car with me. Right. Me also not being there. It's very important <laughs> that I'm not actually there. Right. Uh, I, I, I can't look back. I have not gone back to listen to the old episodes in quite some time. Because, uh, uh, But I have been told do time and time the... again that they hold up. Okay, that's good. And do you do the editing yourself? I do. Wow, that is gutsy stuff. People should know there's absolutely no editing of the Dork Forest. Patrick Brady, who does the audio, he cleans it up. That's what we're looking (laughs) for. We're looking for a nice wave. We're looking for uh, the intro, the outro. uh, And then I like him to clip out a nice teaser clip in the middle so that we can all uh, at least get an idea of how fun the show's going to be. So, um... Yeah, yeah, that was my methodology. So uh, another show on the network that is currently on hiatus is called Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a a, a round table a, a round table about the classics, but originally it was a round table about going through all of the works of Shakespeare, which we did everything oh. except the sonnets and potentially unsubstantiated works. So you did not uh, go through the sonnets, which there are hundreds of, I'm told. So. Exactly, which is part of the reason why we didn't. There's a lot of sonnets, and there's only so much meat on those bones. Yeah. <laughs> but we did we did every Shakespeare. We did we did King John. Mm-hmm. We did mm-hmm. um Troilus and Cressida. Wow, that's a lot of B-sides. It's uh, a lot of B-sides. And you know what? Some of the B-sides are pretty good. That's cool though. Uh, t- Time in of Athens surprisingly relevant today. You know, interesting to me, because it's it's one way to get yourself to know about these things. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've ever, um, the uh, Tolkien professor, I don't know if you've ever listened to him. Uh, the so, no. best, it's essentially, it's a guy who used to teach Tolkien at a university, and sure. now he has a tiny Tolkien empire of mm-hmm. of, of mythos and, and, and enjoying the movies and such, but he, the best 
series that mm-hmm. the and he's been on the Dork Forest a couple of times and he's great. Okay. But he is uh my favorite series that he did was he broke down the Silmarillion. And you want someone to break down yeah. the Silmarillion because really it's do. essentially the Old Testament. So right. I would like someone to explain Genesis to me and a lot of begats. Uh, and he does a nice work with begats and he does really good uh, Iluvatar. And mm-hmm. uh, so I would recommend that too. But if they, people go to Ghost Light uh, Media. Ghostlightmedia.net. They will, uh, there are options that they can listen to if they enjoy tabletop gaming and sort of listening mm-hmm. along to the, and the good thing is, is, uh, is at least two of them are not open-ended. They are finite and you can hear mm-hmm. how it ends, which is always, Correct. always fun. Yes. Um, um, on that, we also do have, if you want something that's a bit more open-ended, um, my other recommendation would be on the network is, uh, The Silent Secrets which is a Monster Hearts actual play podcast. Okay. Oh, and wow. Monster Hearts is what if you took your favorite CW supernatural drama, like a Supernatural or a Riverdale, and you made that a tabletop uh, role-playing game. Uh-huh. So you are um, really on the face of it. You are horny high school kids, and you also have, like, you're also a vampire or a witch. Sure. Or a zombie, and you are trying to hide it from everyone around you. There's but some there is fan also fiction. high drama going on. Exactly. Yeah. You're writing, I mean, that is literally just writing the fan fiction of your own game as you are playing it. That's... There are, there, and it is expressly, like, this is, this is, like, high sexual content. It okay. is, it is. Knowing your hearts. V- yeah, exactly. It yeah. is a very like you you got to have at the beginning of that game specifically. And I actually encourage this for all of them. I do this with my players as well. Um, at the beginning, before you start playing, have a content talk with your players. Oh, there you have go. a content talk. Like actually say it's like, hey, do you have any like, you know, and what's going to. Ha- yeah. What's going to trigger yeah. you? Because exactly. I don't want to. Let's not ask someone <laughs> as someone who has accidentally triggered somebody at the table before. Ugh. It feels bad. Right. You feel like really... a real jackass. And and it was it, and it wasn't, wasn't even like, something. You're not doing yeah. it on purpose. You're not you literally. I heard a story today about a stand up comic last night mm-hmm. who yeah. lost. He's not a. We're not going to name his name, so we're just going to say okay. he's an OK comic, but he's not a genius. Okay. Right. Sure. So the dude's just uh, and he was not having a good set. So he starts talking to this woman in the front row and he has to repeat everything she's saying because it's a pretty big crowd. And in the course of it, we learn that he is literally eviscerating this woman who is in a wheelchair. And he says something so ridiculous that he makes her cry. And you're like, dude, stop talking. Stop talking. Right. You weren't doing that. You were just no. in a you're in a world which has a lot of teen sexy sex. Yes. Uh, like it's sexy teens. That's right. all all of those shows are. That's what Buffy exactly. the Vampire Slayer was. Yes. That is some hot teen vamp. And yes. so there's <laughs> nothing and you you're not trying to light somebody mm-hmm. up. You're but Correct. you could, but if you do that thing. Yes. No, and honestly, and here's the thing, the one time I it wasn't even something I wrote. It was the one time I tried to run a campaign. I not tried. I did. I finished the book. Uh, I ran Rhyme of the Frostmaiden, okay. uh, which is one of the more recent D&D supplements. And okay. I ran the way through it. And one of my players, like there was an instance where uh, the players are in caves and they're driving you mad and you're having these hallucinations and you roll on a chart to see what kind of hallucination you get. And I accidentally described a hallucination they really had one time. So that wasn't good. Right. Well, and and how could weird, I know? And they, did, they know. didn't even know that was going to trigger them. Right. But it, all it is, is like making, you know, doing your due diligence to make sure that you are providing a, a, a fun environment for people to hang out. In. Yes. And that's. Yes. And know, that, I, that's true. Of my, yeah. Right. My ethos when it comes to playing these games is like, it is at the beginning and end of the day, the only people that I am trying to please are my players. Yes. If I if people enjoy what I put out there at the end of the day, great. That's better. a win. Love That's a that. win. It's, yeah. We're calling it a win across the board. But as long as my players have fun, mm-hmm. I've run a good game. Yes. And that's what I care about. Um, I also would be remiss if I didn't say that um, The Silent Secrets, that Monster Hearts actual play podcast that I mentioned, is run by uh, Zach, who is one of my former players 
on uh, another path. We are actually swapping. Uh, he is uh, stepping down from that so from another path so he can focus more on that. Um, and uh, we have a new friend uh, joining us. His name is Justin. Uh, he is going to be joining us from the Twin Cities, uh, at, but will be uh, taking the uh, seat in another path. Uh, so we're going to be having a slight cash change up there as well. Um, and the new season of Another Path is also going to have no immediate connections to the prior campaign. Okay. So if somebody is interested in joining, it's like, I don't want to be the guy who has to like has to play learn about up. all the yeah. lore and play catch up on a hundred. It's like, no. no, hard cut on this one. No sweat. And I think yeah. that's the week I'm at Acme in Minneapolis. So this, oh, nice. uh, this, I think... Or I will have just been there. Feel free to check JackieCation.com. I, I might be in Denver. Yeah. And so. I actually believe he is going to be in a production of Something Rotten. He is playing Nostradamus in that around that time as well. In Minneapolis. In Minneapolis, yes. I have many Minneapolis. Uh, so where is he playing in Nostradamus? Where is Nostradamus? I, that, that I don't know. It's, it, so it's Google in the words Something theater, Rotten. Minneapolis. And, okay. um, and Nostradamus, not you. I'm talking to Rangers. Well, now Rangers. I'm curious. Now you're curious. It's, and it, and it, right. It might be that uh, that dinner theater out in in the Boons, which is super fun. Uh, Ooh, who I love a dinner theater. Yeah, yeah. Who hasn't seen Soap Dish? Come on. Mm -hmm. So um, I will also say before we before we leave is that you, so you have both uh, DM'd, Dungeon Mastered, yes. Game Mastered, many games. Yes. And you've also played in many games. And mm -hmm. It is always a different game when mm -hmm. you go with a different game master, you know, like oh, yeah. everybody has a different, what they want to get out of the game. And what you want to mm -hmm. get is that your players have a good time. I uh, want my, uh, a, a great friend, my friend, Eric mm -hmm. was GMing this. Um, I think it was a fifth edition, but he was using the pre-written, one of the pre-written modulars or oh, whatever. Sure. Yeah. And uh, for fifth edition. And we were playing, and he, I was like, he is genuinely trying to kill us. Why is he trying to kill us so hard? And I would die, and it took like the second or third time when I died to realize that I, he would kill me, and then he would say, do you have any of those points? And me and the 15-year-old would both fall mm -hmm. for it like three times, where we would get mad that we had been killed, mm -hmm. and then he would get to say, do you have any of those points? Oh, you're back alive. You're back alive, it turns out. And mm. uh, <laughs> it's just something that as a GM, he likes to kill the characters and sure. have that tension. But he doesn't really want to kill the characters because you spent time creating a character. Absolutely. And, yes. Like so. that is the ethos that I go with is like we're I go into every one of my games being a fan of all of the characters. I want to see them succeed. I want to see them struggle. Yeah. I want to see them hurt a little bit. <laughs> it's not fun. If there's not some kind of tension, that's what stories are. Yep. But at the end of the day, it's 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 you want to have fun. Mm -hmm. You want to see stuff in a new light. You want to see the the players and the characters go up against new and interesting challenges, whether that is a combat encounter or honestly, if you're me, it's social encounters are often just as dangerous. There you um, go. The most one of the most dangerous moments that my players ever had uh, was in the middle of season, was it season three? Did they get to season three before they met him? Yes, they did. Um, it's all running together now. Uh, but no, there, there was a point where they met an incredibly powerful, uh, you know, wizard sure. who had been built up over the course of a, like a year in real time where they had not met this guy. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, they meet in the ruins of a burned out, uh, warehouse. Mm -hmm. And it was... If they had taken the wrong step, this guy would have wiped the floor with them. Yeah. It would have been terrible. There you go. Um, but it, it, that's the thing is like the the danger doesn't and the tension doesn't always have to come from the threat of death. It could right. just be the threat of pain. Right, right. The threat of threats. Yes. And that is kind of the, the cool thing about tabletop gaming is you yeah. get to role play that and you get mm -hmm. to role play all the things that you've ever kind of wanted to try. And it's a safe space. So find mm -hmm. yourself a safe and happy game master. Chase, you've done vital work here. It's, we're at it. We're at a little over an hour. Good for we're us. Yeah. And uh, so, but Chase is, uh, he's, he's the, the guru of ghost light media. 
dot net, yes. I believe. Yes. Ghostlightmedia.net for and, network. And the host of Another Path. And there are mm-hmm. several awesome podcasts if you like to listen to gaming and Shakespeare talk and all kinds of things. But go look mm-hmm. at ghostlightmedia.com and dot net and um and and <laughs> if you if you want new pods. So thank you so much for doing the show, Chase. Happy to do it. Thank you for having me. And you can go to TQ Loudly at TQ Loudly at all the things to see yes. all the things. Yes. And uh, good for you. Uh, and I say this, like I always say, Rangers, take, remember, take care of each other. You know the rules out there. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my God. Thank we you. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?